Blog Talk Radio. show here on another Sunday afternoon. Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most, coming at us from coast to coast, and myself, Sangile, with you as usual. Real fast before we jump into the show today, which I'm very excited to have, if you're looking for pro wrestling today, Warrior Pro Wrestling in Danville, Indiana, Summit Pro Wrestling in Greenfield, Indiana, without a cause, up here in Everett, Washington. ARW in Cocoa, Florida, and the Cumberbash, which is a multi-promotional benefit show in Lakewood, Colorado today. So get out there, support the locals, support that benefit show if you're in the Denver area. But today, a day I'm very excited to have, it is Hockey Day here on Turnbuckle Turmoil. Looking forward to it. I want to introduce the panel we have with us. My promoter, sometimes nemesis out there, Kel Grog out of Gals. Kel, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Good evening. We have with us from the Pacific Northwest both Chris Marks and Jack Bruin of Northwest Pro, among other promotions. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We have a member of King Bad News. We have Ryan Root with us, who is on the road. Ryan, thank you so much for being back on. Oh, it's an honor. And rounding out the panel today from the great state of Alaska, Bryson Axel, thank you so much for calling in a little bit early for you, but thank you so much for calling in and taking part today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, I will throw out the first question here, just so we can get a bit of background. Could you tell us what led to you falling in love with both pro wrestling and hockey, and how did the two intertwine for you? I will go 
hopefully in order of years in the business. Kel Grom, could you start us? Uh, hey, uh, so I grew up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, where they made the movie Slapshot. Uh, so I started watching wrestling before I was a um, hockey fan, but you know I started going to we had a minor league team, the Johnstown Jets, and um, so I started going to games probably around the you know, probably around the same time I started going to live wrestling shows too when I was around seven or eight years old. And um, you know if you lived in Johnstown, everybody played hockey. It was it was just what you did. So I. You know, um, was a big NHL fan too. Unfortunately, you know the Penguins sucked back then, so I became a Blackhawks fan at first, since they were good then. And then um, moved to Carolinas, and, and now I'm a big Carolina Hurricanes fan. That makes sense being there in Raleigh for sure. Chris Marks, what about you? What led to the marrying of the two sports for you? Well, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. Um, my my dad introduced it to me really early. Um, I was born the same year the first WrestleMania happened, and he was jived about that right away. So I've been watching it literally my whole life. I, I can't recall a time I was ever not a fan. So I I, I wouldn't say that there was a the, there was a time I had to marry the two. But as far as hockey goes, I'm a little non traditional. I'm from Florida originally. I don't know if a lot of people know that or not, but uh, we're not really known as a as a cold weather uh, sports state. But uh, the, a lot of people realize this. We have a major hockey following in Florida. Um, we have uh, an ACHL or IHL at the time team, uh, the Orlando Solar Bears. I used to go watch their team uh, play quite a bit, um, and then my uncle when I was growing up was the voice of the Miami Dolphins. And when uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning were established in 92-93, they asked him to go down there and start uh, reporting on them as well. So he told me anytime I wanted to get on the train and come down and watch a game, I could. So I did quite a bit of that, and I I fell in love with hockey about that time frame. So that would have been about seven, eight years old at the time. Ryan Rude, what about you? So, uh, growing up, uh, my grandmother actually introduced me to pro wrestling at a super young age. She's from West Virginia, so I grew up being a Crockett and uh, NWA fan growing up. And then uh, being outside of Cleveland, we had the, I believe it was the AHL team, the uh, Cleveland Lumberjacks that would play all the time. So, about eight years old or so. I started going to those games, and that's what got me into hockey. Bryce and Axel? So, like, growing up, living in Alaska, we don't have much here, so hockey is pretty much our state sport. Growing up, um, as far as wrestling, just like what everybody else is saying, it's been something that I've been watching for most of my life. Um, When I was younger, I was flipping channels one day, and then – my grandma just let me get away with watching it. I actually wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. My parents thought it was too violent. I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was younger. But, you know, grandparents, they let you get away with anything. So my grandma let me get away with watching it on a, a little TV in the room. So that's how I grew up with wrestling. And uh, as far as hockey, like I said, we don't got much else here in Alaska. We did have an, an ECHL team. We had the Alaska Aces here. 
up until 2017 when they got relocated. So um, we just now got a junior hockey team in the NAHL. So, and then we also have our college hockey teams here too. So um, what I like about the two sports is uh, how they intertwine, just the excitement that the crowd gets from it, how loud they get. Obviously, you can't mention wrestling and hockey without mentioning, you know, the fighting and all that. So I think that's what a lot of people get hooked into when they go to hockey games. And just I like just the feel of the energy of the crowd, the same energy you feel at a hockey game than you do when you go to a wrestling event. And Jack Brewer, what about you? I was born in New York City and moved to a small rural town in northern New Jersey when I was in first grade and it seemed like everybody in that town played hockey um, street hockey in the neighborhood every day uh, we had a pretty big uh, roller hockey league in town actually ice hockey wasn't very accessible to us where we lived until we were about high school aged and uh, we just grew up on on rollerblades playing hockey in, uh, in uh, asphalt arenas and on streets and uh, it was uh, during the, the, the Martin Brodeur Devil's Dynasty as well. And so in addition to everyone just playing hockey all the time, everyone was watching uh, that amazing 20 or so years of Devil's Hockey as well. That's kind of how I got into hockey originally. Uh, one of the great things about pro wrestling is you can bring – many different worlds into pro wrestling and make them part of what we do in wrestling. Hockey is something that we haven't had a massive amount of, but we've seen uh, people like Bill Irwin come out as the goon and incorporate a hockey gimmick. Dave Schultz, the enforcer from the Flyers, was a guest referee at a WCW pay-per-view. I don't know if a lot of fans realize it, but Ron Fuller went from promoting pro wrestling to promoting professional hockey and had two very successful hockey franchises, at least as far as attendance goes. So there has been some hockey within our world of wrestling. If you look at the landscape with your own eyes, what do you think is the most successful or the most important tie-in between hockey and pro wrestling, we will start with Count Grog. The, um, are you talking about a, a, a person or? It could be a person or just an event that happened, just whatever tie-in you thought was uh, the standout. Well, um, I'll tell you, like, one thing that hooked me is, like, I, I think I was a teenager at the time um, in Johnstown, and, and this was at the time when the um, Carlson brothers who played the Hanson brothers in Slapshot were on the Johnstown team. And uh, I remember a fight. They um, went over – and this is back when there was really no glass, giant glass around, and um, – they had the announcers in Johnstown right on the ice, and Bob Costas talks about this. They, one of the Carlson brothers took a guy over the board into the announcer's table and grabbed the microphone cable and choked the guy like, like in wrestling with the microphone cable. And it was like, 
ass cool. <laughs> it was very wrestling like to me. You know, that's that's like one event that that stood out that you know that a lot of people didn't get to see because you know it was in Johnstown, Pennsylvania in the mid seventies. There was no internet back then or no cell phones. I didn't want to film anything like that. And and but um, it was it, it's a vivid memory that you know see it was like that's like a wrestling thing instead of choking with a microphone. That is very wrestling like, and I wish there was footage of that. Yeah. Chris Mark, well, what about you? What do you think is the biggest standout? I, when I think about uh, uh, wrestling touching the hockey world or hockey touching the wrestling world, uh, the the first thought that came to mind when you asked the question uh, would be the the the, the ninety four ninety five founding of the Calgary Hitmen. I mean, uh, Bret Hart has been a, a hockey fan his whole life because he you know grew up in Calgary and then. Uh, decided to start his own junior uh, hockey league team up there, and they're, they're pretty successful, and they have a huge following, not surprisingly at all. But uh, when I think of the, the two worlds touching one another, I, I, I got to say I gotta say him founding his own hockey team and and uh, not being ashamed to uh, selflessly promote that when he was on television at the time. Very, very true. Ryan Rude, what about you? Well, I think of uh, Chris Jericho and his dad. I mean, how could you not? I mean, Ted Irvine was a god among men, in, you know, when he played. Very, very, very accurate. Yeah, Ted Irvine, a great player. Verizon Axel? Nowadays, like, when you see hockey teams win, like the Stanley Cup or any other uh, major trophy, like you, you see the guys in the locker room celebrating with a championship belt. So I think that's a way that you know we kind of see hockey and pro wrestling crossover because you can tell that these hockey players, like if there's a belt in the locker room, they had to have been fans for that. So um, yeah, that's. I was gonna I was gonna mention the Ted Irvine thing, but yeah, so I'm glad that was brought up too. And Jack Bruin. <laughs> You know, for me, the, the, the closest thing uh, I've come to a, a hockey and wrestling crossover is watching both the, the Devils play in uh, the old Madison, or I'm sorry, the old Meadowlands in New Jersey, and, and then also going to see Monday Night Raw there uh, the same year. So, Jack Bruin, did you not have a hockey stick match just last week and you didn't say that? Yeah, well, you know, you asked for some of the greatest crossovers there and uh, – figured that out shouldn't uh, meet the criteria okay you got me there hey uh jason what one thing yes, i, I failed to mention here here in um um raleigh the, the carolina hurricanes when they came on the ice every game it's uh shane helms voice from uh Rogue there's a hurricane coming and that's that's how the hurricanes come on the ice here every game that is fantastic for sure. I believe Chicago, they, they also point, use uh, air sound clips because he was tight with the management there. Right. Uh, one one more quick point. I was just watching a Tampa Bay game the other day against, I think it was uh, uh, the Predators maybe? But I, I, I can't remember what team it was, but they were using the Rocks theme when he came back as like the Hollywood Rock as their goal sound, which I thought was really funny. 
for sure. Well, doesn't doesn't one of the teams? Uh, I think they use Bobby Roots' uh, glorious uh, music, or at least they used to. <laughs> I think it was that's very Tennessee, possible. I want to say. Very, very possible. Now, one of the other close-knit relationships is, as we all know, wrestling can be held pretty much anywhere. So a lot of wrestling shows take place in hockey arenas, as we heard. Hockey arenas can be kind of a different type of venue when you put wrestling there just because you're sitting on top of ice, which makes the floor kind of hard, kind of cold. Usually the way the seats are situated should is a little bit different than your standard venue. Now, just as a general rule, and we'll start with Grog again, do you think that wrestling works in a hockey arena, or do you think that it's an uh, awkward situation where that goes on? So I could go back as a kid. Um, in Johnstown, you know, in the winter, they didn't put the floor down the whole way across the hockey arena. Uh, they probably left 10 feet of ice on each end end of the rink. And I can remember George Steele doing a run-in coming from the back of the arena, hitting the ice and falling on his ass uh, before he hit the, hit the um, flooring that they had put down. So, so in, in that case, uh, it didn't work too well for him. And in another instance, it's actually reversing that. Here in Raleigh at Dorton Arena, the old, the old arena on the fairgrounds where they have um, used to have wrestling, and there's still some, some people run it every now and then. Um, they had a minor league team there in the 90s, the Raleigh Ice Caps, and it um, just it's a weird-shaped building, and, and just the humidity in Raleigh, there would be certain times during the game, literally the rink would fill with um, fog, and they'd have to open the doors and, and, and get the fog out of, out of the ice rink because the cold air and the heat created this weird fog. It was, and it was almost every game I saw that happen. So that didn't work well for hockey um, in a wrestling arena. I would – Definitely be an awkward situation if you had fog rolling in when you're trying to play. Yeah, they had to stop every game. At some point, it would happen. Oh, man. All right, Chris Marks, what about you? Do you think that wrestling in a hockey arena is a good situation or an awkward situation? So, I just accused Bret Hart of this, but uh, I don't mean to shamelessly self-promote myself here, but uh, I have done a little bit of work recently with WWE as an extra, and one of the shows that I did was Raw in Everett at the um, Angel of the Winds Arena where the Everett Silvertips play. Um, so that is, a, that is a hockey arena where they were having a WWE event. Fortunately, uh, the Raw portion on television where they had the actual event went just fine. They didn't seem to have any issue of uh, having the event out on the ice. Uh, you know, obviously the, the floor is covered and everything like that. 
Um, and that building is a little smaller than probably, you know, a, a full-blown NHL arena. Um, but uh, a funny story to, to, to mention while we're talking about this, um, the entire backstage area f- for that building where they had, the, you know, the wrestlers doing their prep and doing promos and where the catering was and all that stuff uh, was all on the practice ice where they usually have, like, you know, you can go in there and, and pay and, and skate on Fridays and Saturdays, and it's where the silver tips do their warm-ups and stuff like that. That's where everything else was. And they have these giant plastic, like, you know, four-inch thick plastic plates that they put down over the ice. But there's, you know, hundreds of them to make up an artificial floor. And all day I'm watching guys – trip over those things as they're walking towards the edge of the ice or going over to like one area the catering area they were tripping over there so that was really funny to see that like it it was in it was constant you'd see you know uh, uh backstage crew producers and and tech guys and they're tripping over it just as much as the wrestlers are trying to walk the catering and get something to eat so i thought that was kind of funny but in general they didn't have a problem putting the show on there so They'd probably rather have it backstage than in front of the cameras if there's going to be an issue. Oh, for sure. All right. Ryan Rude, what about you? So if you – I look at it from a production standpoint where you have a better-looking crowd because it has the stadium-style seats in the arena. So you get a better – the crowd looks better. You get you can get better lighting in a hockey arena. You're able to the production value just goes up so much more in a hockey venue than anywhere else. I think at least. Where are you, said Axel? I say why not? If it works, um, like. Like many major arenas, like that host, like for example WWE, they frequent the Boston area all the time over at the TD Garden, and just like what Chris Marks was saying, as long as the floor's covered and you know you're able to walk on it safely, I say why not go ahead and do it, fill up that stadium, and like what was mentioned uh, right beforehand, like with the lighting, everything can all work out, and plus like a little just fun extra thing too, like whenever the action spills out to the crowd. Like, you, you know, you always see the barricade there. Well, not – you see, like, the the wrestling barricade, and then you see the boards that they use for hockey. Sometimes they don't take it down, and sometimes they use that for their advantage. So I always – sometimes I pop when I see that on TV, when seeing somebody get slammed onto those. Jack Bruin? You know, one of the things I like about arenas that are used for hockey, and a lot of them are used for, for basketball, too, is that the, the dimensions of a – of an ice rink or a, or a basketball court uh, are much more closely aligned to the dimensions of, of a wrestling ring in the area outside the ring where wrestlers perform. And um, I always appreciated as a spectator in those stadiums that they're built tall because you're going to want to look down uh, on those smaller uh, playing surfaces. And so, you know, being able to, to watch a wrestling match in the front row of a balcony uh, in an ice hockey arena, you, you, you know, you feel like you're really on top of the action 
whereas you go uh, to a football stadium and and you feel like you're watching a lot of the the details of the match uh, on the jumbotron more so than than what you can see directly. So uh, I'm a big fan of of wrestling in those those smaller and taller venues that hockey arenas provide. All right. Well, at this point, my co-host is with us. I'm sure he has questions. So, Coach Mike Jones, you have some questions for the panel? I sure do. Uh, thanks for having me on again, Sign, and uh, thanks for all of you guys coming today. And, uh, of course, hockey was originated in England. Uh, most people think it was in Canada. Uh, a couple, couple facts about Canada. They are number one and two in certain categories. The number one category they are, Canada is the minor league capital of the world. Not sure you guys knew that. And they took second place in the weirdo capital of the world, only beat out by Portland, Oregon. There you go. Okay. (laughs) All right, Count Grog, who was – one of your favorite hockey players and wrestlers growing up? Um, growing up, my favorite, well, I, I had a lot of favorite wrestlers. Um, I, I started as a Bruno San Martino fan growing up in the Pittsburgh area. Um, I, I liked Ivan Koloff was another, and then, then later superstar Billy Graham was, was, I was a big fan of, and, and also the Sheik in Detroit, from Detroit. Um, those were some of my favorite wrestlers growing up as a kid. Um, hockey, my favorite hockey player as a kid was Stan Nikita for the Blackhawks. I, I was a, a big fan of his. And um, later, you know, later I was a, um, a big Mario Lemieux fan. All right, nice. Okay. Uh, Ryan Rude, uh, it's nice to share the road with you and share the ring and have you on the green room with you. But uh, what about you, your favorite wrestler and uh, hockey player growing up? So I grew up uh, a huge LOD fan. So whether it was Hawk, whether it was Animal, I was a, didn't matter. I was a huge fan of the Road Warriors. As for hockey, I, I started off being a Mario Lemieux and Yamir Yager fan. The early, those days of the Pittsburgh Penguins where they were absolutely amazing. Nice. Okay, and Chris Marks, I know you're a big sports fan. I remember seeing you down there at the Seattle Dragons. What about you, your favorite hockey player and wrestler growing up? Um, <clears throat> I, so I guess I grew up idolizing guys like uh, uh, Kurt Henning and Ray Trailer. Those were those were guys that I really appreciated the work of when I was younger. Um, and I, I've developed an in-ring style that's very similar to, to, to those guys. Um, it, this is just my opinion. I know a lot of people disagree with it. I, for me, greatest of all time was Shawn Michaels. Just blended the, the, the in-ring style and the storytelling the best, in, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, it's it's funny how I idolize guys like uh, Perfect and 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 Boss Man, but uh, you know I, I I put Shawn Michaels up on that pedestal, which is very counter their styles. But anyway, um, those those are the guys I I, I really appreciated growing up. Um, uh, as far as hockey goes, 
other than being a huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan because I was so exposed to the marketplace, um, I didn't really, other than the the Lightning, I didn't really have a team I followed that much. I I followed a lot of players, uh, and the two I'd say I followed the most would be like Belfure and Chelios. Um, They bounced around to a lot of similar teams. I really like the way both of them played. I'm a big goalie fan. It's weird. I know a lot of people don't follow goalies diehard. I do. I I love goaltending. It's like the the, the thing that I appreciate about hockey the most. Um, So, you know, watching Belfort do his thing was just amazing. I I always really appreciated that. So those are the guys that I followed at the time. Okay. What do you think about the Kraken? I love me some crack and hockey. They they are struggling a little bit for sure. Um, but you know, this is the first year as an expansion team. They're still gelling as a as a group, so um, you know, but I love me I love watching me some, some crack and hockey, despite the fact that Root Sports made it really difficult to watch at the beginning. Um, but uh I, I love watching some crack and hockey for sure. And what about the dragons? I hear they're supposed to be back in twenty three. I'm very much looking forward to that. I really hope that, that they do bring the league back. I really hope that the Dragons are an active part of that, and I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to pulling some of my merch back out of the closet. <laughs> nice. All right, Jack, what about you, your favorite wrestlers and hockey players growing up? Yeah. Um, well, my favorite wrestler growing up and, and probably still to this day is Sting. Um, and... Patrick Elias was my, my favorite player growing up. Uh, big fan of uh, consistency and longevity uh, in those two. Patrick Elias played his entire career with the Devils, even served as their captain for a while. Uh, still have his coho, uh, his coho hockey jersey that I got when I was a kid. Wear it to games still when I go see the Devils. So, yeah, pretty straightforward answer. Patrick Elias and Sting. Did he ever get a world championship? Did Patrick Elias? Yeah. Yeah, he won. I think he was with the he was with the team for at least two of those Stanley Cups. The the one uh, in two thousand three for sure. The one in two thousand. I do not believe he was on the ninety five team though. Okay. And Bryson, what about you? Your favorite wrestler and uh, hockey player growing up. Growing up, uh, I was a huge Chris Jericho fan. Still am. And also watching Triple H uh, was a lot of fun for me growing up. Um, I like I, I established earlier that I enjoyed like I was I was a big DX fan over NWO. So um, I was a big WWF guy over WCW. So I gravitated towards them more. As far as hockey players growing up, uh, being from Anchorage, Alaska, Scotty Gomez, I looked up to him a lot. So he was probably my favorite growing up just because he was the hometown guy. And just like uh, Chris Marks, I also have a – I also appreciate goalies too. So uh, goalies, like I, I was a huge fan of Dominic Hoshik and Martin Brodeur. And also um, non-goalies too, like Steve Eiserman. Um I didn't really have a favorite team growing up. I just appreciated the players and uh, what they were doing on the ice. Nice. Okay, Bryson. Same with you. Again? I just answered a couple. 
Okay, cool. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Well, I, 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 like, I mean, I can say the same thing again, but. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay. I, I, I yeah. lost track in a second. All right, guys. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for everything you guys are doing. All right. Thanks, Coach. Mm-hmm. Guys, one of the big things about hockey that mirrors pro wrestling is oftentimes you will see brawls break out. A long-time urban legend that I have heard that I never really got totally confirmed or denied from a source that completely knew was that hockey fights at some point in time uh, were taught by hockey players by pro wrestlers because the hockey players were getting hurt and they wanted to have longer careers, so they would go to the pro wrestlers to ask for advice on how to have fights to draw the fans without necessarily being beat up and hurt. I don't know if that's completely accurate, but I've always wondered, so I will ask for your own opinions on that urban legend. Count Grog, I'll start with you. Um, I could see it happening. I, I could see, you know, um, especially, you know, back back in the day, going. I, I I mean, I think the fighting now has gotten so is so frowned upon that you know it, it probably hasn't been done in a long time. But I could see back in the you know 60s, 70s, maybe the guys going to um, wrestlers and asking them for help on on um, um, how you know how how to make a a work a work hockey fight. Chris Marks. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I've seen some brawls I, 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 that I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't attribute to being wrestling style. I'd, I'd more attribute it to, to two guys fighting in an alley. Um, but uh, I, I could see probably there being some correlation there if guys were trying to make it a little more entertaining. That seems more like something the league would ask some wrestlers to help out with than uh, – then the players, the players want to get out there and play, and and, and if they, they decide they're going to start throwing hands, and that's their decision. Um, I tell you this much: uh, there was a, a fight between Reeves and McDermott uh, in the uh, Rangers Avalanche game the other day, and that looked more like uh, the two guys that hated each other's guts trying to kill each other than a, a wrestling match or a hockey fight. So. Uh, I think you still see some uh, uh, fights these days that that really get down and dirty, but sure, I could I could see the possibility of the league wanting some things to look more entertaining than uh, violent. And Ryan Rue, what's your opinion on? So uh, I, I kind of have to agree with Chris on this one. Like, it makes sense that you know everything's everything's at work. So it's easy to look at it that way, but I have also seen some fights that have some serious hatred for, you know, where the guys have serious hatred for another person, and it's just down and dirty fighting. So, I mean, it makes sense, but who knows if it's completely true or not. Bryson Axel? So I don't know if like there was ever any like if like them working together, but when if you think about it, there are a lot of similarities between it. Like 
you know, two hockey players drop the gloves, they circle up. Um, what happens in the what happens in a wrestling ring? Two guys usually circle up in the beginning, get that crowd hyped up, and then when they finally lock up or in hockey, like when they you know grab the shoulder or you know grab the jersey, then they start going at it. It's pretty much you know you you see that almost like in every hockey or every wrestling match when they lock up and you know, like you said, sometimes you know it's. They're good sports about it most of the time. Afterwards, you see them when one player goes down. You just see them tap them or say good job. Sometimes it's pure hatred. It's building up, and it's like wrestling. Like sometimes it's long-term story building. You see like one player get hit or you know get cheap shot one previous games, and then they talk about it all over the sports center, TSN. They're like, okay, you know these guys are going to meet up again. These two teams are going to battle in two weeks. Now everybody's watching. Everybody's waiting for that storyline. Everybody's wanting it to you know, all come crashing down again. So it's, you know, just like, just like hockey fights, like when they build that stuff up, it's like wrestling with storylines. Sometimes it's long-term story building and it gets the fans invested. Jack Boone, where do you stand on the urban legend? This is the first time I'm hearing it and I'm going to go against the grain here and, and say, it's just that an urban legend. Uh, I, I feel like the biggest risk in a hockey fight is, is your head hitting the ice and not the punches that are being thrown. The angles are bad. Um, you're gassed out there. And so much of a hockey fight is emotion, whether that's, you know, if it's if it's almost, you know, two enforcers drop the gloves on the face-off, that, that emotion is a rivalry or – uh, string of losses that you know your team just can't continue to sustain. A lot of times it's protecting your protecting your your best player out there, right? You know, would would could Gretzky, could Gretzky be Gretzky without his protection? Um, you know, can any of these players during that era uh, do what they do if there wasn't somebody there that had their back? So, sure, it's possible, but I think that enforcers take their jobs really seriously. Uh, especially during the 80s and 90s, and and uh, if they were taking pointers from anybody, I'm I'm sure it was boxers, not wrestlers. Totally agree. All right, I can definitely see all those points coming into play. Perhaps you just never know. I'll I'll ask you guys to put on slightly different hats for this next question for the most of you. Uh, Grog, this one will apply to you more so than the rest of them. But like I said earlier, Ron Fuller was able to transition from wrestling promoter to hockey promoter fairly successfully. Obviously, the two sports are very different. Uh, Wrestling can be held pretty much anywhere, as we said, but Hockey, you have to have very specific arenas to have it, or you have to have an outdoor rink under very, very, very specific conditions. It's not the exact same fan base. There are a lot of differences, but there are also a lot of similarities. Where do you see the similarities and some of the major differences when it comes to the promotional end of both businesses. Count Grog, if you will. Um, well, yeah, it's, you know, with with 
wrestling, I think, is a more um, niche crowd than than hockey. I think hockey still has a little more um, mainstream availability to it, um, especially these days. You know, you know, a, a small town minor league team or junior team, you know, they they can run a couple times a week. And, and and still draw huge crowds where you know you couldn't do that with wrestling anymore. Um, I, I I think it, it it'd be very difficult. I think you know it's there's it, you're looking at probably more. You'd have to have deeper pockets also to promote hockey. Um, it's going to be a higher a higher payroll than a wrestling show. Not too many hockey players playing for twenty bucks these days. Handshakes or hot dogs they won't take. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, there's some similarities. Similarities are promoting anything. I've, I've promoted, you know, rock concerts and I've promoted wrestling. So it's, um, again, those were two totally different things too. But it's still, you know, it, it's still getting people in the seat. So, you know, it's it's advertising, it's social media, it's, it's it's all tied in there um, with some similarities, though it's you know um, with with hockey, especially. I, I'm guessing Robert Fuller had minor league teams he was promoting. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's you know it, it's it's tough, I think, to promote every anything. So it's you know it's, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, or you know, more than once or, or twice, you know. So you, you've got to really, you know, have you know, wherewithals in, in what you're doing, and and you know, have a little bit of money behind you to to promote anything like that. Especially ho- hockey, I think would, would be be tougher. I think the problem with wrestling is there's too many people, at least down here, trying to promote it. Chris Marks, what about you? What do you think are the similarities and differences at the promotional end of it? I'll tell you, you know, having never worn a promoter's hat for either, um, you know, this is a a question I'm I'm, I'm answering solely on on thought process and not uh, not experience. I'll be honest about it. Um, I I can't imagine having to promote hockey in an, in an area where it wasn't desired. So um, up here, there was a lot of feelers before they started putting the idea of, of a hockey team out there. And, I mean, there was immediate interest. There was a lot of, of, of immediate interest in having a hockey team up here, especially because Vegas got one just before us. So with the general excitement about Vegas in the area, they started putting feelers out, and there was a lot of interest about having hockey here. And then there was the whole debate about where the arena was going to be and blah, 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 blah. But I think like wrestling, uh, uh, hockey, uh, uh, promoting hockey has to have some general interest. You know, you can't have it in an area where there's not a fan base. Same goes with wrestling. If you're going to put a, a wrestling show on and you don't have a, a fan base in the area or general interest in having it in the area, you're going to have a hard time promoting either one. Um, 
the same goes that uh, uh, promoting either goes really well with a, a home a hometown vibe. So you know, once a hockey team gets established, you know, look at all the great franchises. Um, you know, it, any team in Canada. Period. Um, the uh, uh, the Blackhawks. Uh, the Bruins, the um, uh, you know, there, there's there's dozens of examples. You you get a team established somewhere, you get a, a fan base established there, and it's easy to continue to promote it because that fan base is always going to come. You look at wrestling. Uh, you wh- what's a great way of of getting fans to come back? You get a, a baby face that likes to throw out the the hometown uh, football team or, or or hockey team or baseball team's name or. You know, he wears the jersey out to the the, the ring to get the easy, uh, 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 you know, fan reaction, uh, or the heel to to talk negatively about the local team, and then you get a, a lot of negative reaction. So you know, there's there's some crossover there, but again, talking not from experience, just from thought process, there is some crossover for sure. Ryan, reach on your promoter hat and give us your take on it. So I've promoted rock shows in the past, being a musician as well. And anytime you promote, it's always difficult, you know, because you're all the weight's on your shoulders on whether or not you're bringing people into that venue or not. Um, you know, Ron Fuller, the Fullers were able to promote anything and everything, and they were always able to talk people into the seats, no matter if they were working uh, promoting no matter what. The Fullers are, have been amazing for any industry that they've pretty much touched. Um, but it's always that one thing, like, with hockey and, and wrestling, it's, if it's oversaturated, they're going to have a hard time with numbers. If you look at up here, we have the Seattle Thunderbirds, the, now the Kraken, Everett has a team, there's a lot of hockey up here, and the minor teams, their numbers haven't been as good as they have been since before the Kraken showed up. So it's you're starting to see that as well. So it's always one of those things. If you have too many indie promotions and they're not working together, it's hard for them to get get a lot, get some decent numbers in there because they have so many different options. All right, Bryce and Axel. I was saying pretty much everybody had the same thoughts that I was going to mention. Um, but, like, you know, obviously with hockey, especially, like, the NHL and other, like, junior companies, they're loaded usually with sponsors. So you don't see hockey players going out there hanging up flyers and posters saying, you know, come to the game tonight or come to the game next week. Whereas, you know, wrestling, if you're in a smaller independent company, you're out there advertising, trying to get fans to come in. Whereas, you know, hockey, they have the power, they have the resources, TV, radio, and all that. So that's really the like my the difference, I would say. But other than that, everybody else just hit the nail on the head. Is it all depends on your market and what your target audience is, and just if the city or the town that you're in wants hockey or if they want wrestling, just got to know what they want and. That's how you get butts and seats. Jack Boone, you're the youngest years in, but what would your take on this be? 
Yeah, uh, I've never uh, promoted any hockey games or, or wrestling shows, but you know, when I think about uh, something that Chris had said, which was uh, developing those those longstanding fan bases, the biggest difference I see as a fan of both um, hockey and wrestling is that when it comes to hockey. Um, I'm drawn more towards those brands. Uh, I'm a Devils fan, but I there aren't really too many standout players on the Devils today, uh, but I'll still watch Devils games. Well, when it comes to wrestling, I'm more drawn towards uh, individual wrestlers or storylines and less drawn to those brands. And so as a promoter of a wrestling promotion, um, I would feel more pressure to have names that draw people versus the sweater uh, that those players wear drawing those people to play a, a largely team sport. And of course there's exceptions, right? You know, people go see Alex Ovechkin, especially now that he's closing in on Gretzky's goal scoring record, but those people will still go see the Capitals play when Ovechkin's gone. Uh, but if you have a, a star wrestler at a local indie promotion and they leave for another promotion, or are they taking those fans with them potentially? Uh, I, I think that's the biggest difference for me. All right. Well, Coach has a couple more questions. I want to bring Coach back. Coach, go right ahead. Okay, yeah, we're getting close on time for the live show. The live show lasts an hour, but we can go longer. So I'd like to – we've got a few standard questions we like to ask. Uh, of course, I won't ask them all because we're short for time, but – uh, sign is informing we can go longer. It just won't be on the live show. It'll be on the uh, the podcast version that you can listen to later. So that's fine too. But I would like to make sure you guys get all your plugs out during the live show. So I'll just ask a couple of my standard questions to each of you. So Count Grog, I'm sure Stein would love to hear what's your favorite coffee. My favorite coffee. Uh, yes, you know, I, I like a, um, a a bowl, you know, kind of a coffee house flavor, you know, um, uh, a, a dark Colombian. All right, and then uh, what's your most memorable match um, that I was involved in? Yes. Wow. Um, you know, it's hard for some people to answer with one, so you can give a couple if you yeah, like. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've, I've been in the business, you know, since the 70s. <laughs> so, uh, I, I've, I've done a lot of things and worked with a lot of people. I've, I've worked um, Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant probably 50 times, and I'm 0 and 50 uh, <laughs> against them. Uh, uh, Wahoo McDaniel chopped me and, and um, put my medallion that I wear – um, threw my shirt into my chest, causing you know quite a bit of blood loss in there. Uh, so I've, I've um, yeah, I've, I've you know I've managed guys like the Iron Sheik and and um, Greg Valentine and Ivan Koloff and I've, yeah, I've, I've been around the business, so I've, I've got so many memories. You could probably do a whole show on my memories. Okay, all right, Ryan Rude, your favorite coffee. Whenever I can find it. <laughs> so. What? Well, cut out. What? 
I said, what's your favorite coffee? Uh, you cut out. I'm a Dunkin' Donuts junkie. So anytime okay. I can find Dunkin' Donuts up here, I'm all about it. Okay. And then uh, what was your toughest opponent? Oh, uh, I think toughest opponent would have to be uh, when I was wrestling Tower down at uh, Power Pit. Yes, it's definitely a tall order. Okay, Chris Marks, what about your favorite coffee, Chris Marks? I hate to uh, I hate to give a non-answer here. I I do not drink coffee. Uh, I <laughs> I spent a long time in the military drinking a lot of really bad uh, uh, barracks and 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 field coffee. And and anybody that has done that will tell you that after you've drank coffee out of an army percolator there's there's no uh, substitute for what uh, is roughly basically turpentine with creamer in it um i it, it's i i it's not that it's not that i have an issue with coffee i just don't drink it i i, I don't i, I don't uh, i'm not a coffee drinker i do drink a lot of green tea that might make me a a, 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 a seattleite or whatever you want to, I, I guess seattleite would drink coffee so it's probably not a, a, a correct but just not a big uh, not a big coffee drinker. Yeah, yes, the the other half of this is most memorable match, right? That's the other half of this uh, the equation. Well, uh, or I was going to ask you, what was your toughest opponent? Um, <clears throat> so uh, I, let, let, let me give you uh, two brief answers on that. Uh, toughest opponent and most memorable match, uh, probably marry up. Uh, I just recently wrestled Larry D., um, I'd say he's probably the biggest name in the business that I've I've competed against so far. Um, the man will put a chop all the way through your chest, uh, and I can attest that uh, that big right hand he finishes matches with is 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 a, is a money maker. Um, so I'd say it was probably one of the more memorable matches I've had, just based on the fan reaction I got during the match. The the fans at Kiai Martial Arts are amazing and they support me endlessly, and it's really amazing and crazy for me um and and they were behind me 100 percent. the guy is is a dream to work with um and and just tough as nails so that one probably tops my list another one though just real brief i don't want to take up too much time we get to perform in front of a massive uh veterans uh, uh motorcycle rally at uh, uh, Cheney Stadium here where the, the uh, Tacoma Rainiers play. There's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,400, 1,500 people uh, watching us perform in a cage match, uh, a cage show right in the middle of the, of the audience. Um, and I got to wrestle uh, Phoenix Kid uh, in, the, in that match. And it was probably the biggest audience I've performed in front of so far. And it was a cage match. And I got to do some really cool stuff in that match. Um, and uh, it being a veterans rally, I got to wear, I, I, I wore my army jacket without my name tape on it down to the ring and, and, and felt like I was amongst my people. So that one was pretty memorable for me too. Nice. Okay. Jack, what about you? Your favorite coffee? I'd like to give a, another little shout out there for, for Dunkin' Donuts lived in uh, Boston for eight years and drank that multiple times a day, but these days, living in Tacoma, um, we're big fans of, of Olympia coffee, which is a 
local little chain here, and we, we pretty much exclusively drink uh, cold brew that we make at home. Okay, and then what was your most hated opponent in the ring? Most hated opponent? Well, uh, that's a great question. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite new uh, to, to wrestling. I've only been performing about six months. Um, so I'll have to say uh, my most hated opponent would be Officer Dean Cooper, who I, I recently just uh, finished off a program with. Okay, nice. Okay, Bryson, what about your favorite coffee? So I'm on the same page as Chris. Um, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, really. Like, coffee, for some reason, doesn't work for me. Like, it has no effect on me. Uh, but what I do enjoy is just a <laughs> nice cold or just a glass of high-quality H2O. I got I to gotta mention that. Just water is all I need. Okay. And then how about your most memorable match? Most memorable, I've been in, like, I obviously I can't narrow it down to one, so I'll just name a few. I won't take up a lot of time. Uh, a lot of them take place on the from the Wrestle for Alaska tours that we had this year. Uh, I was in the the first ladder, or I was in the ladder match to crown the first last Frontier champion. Didn't come out victorious, and then I was also I've been in tag matches with uh, Impact Star followed by. I've been in tag matches where I teamed with Cheeseburger from Ring of Honor. Um, I've been in a couple street fights over in Soldatna with a couple big name guys too. So most memorable of those, and also just the ring, the matches that I share with my fellow 907 guys too. Those are always those are always fun. Those are always memorable. Okay, and then here we still got a few minutes on the live show, so at least I want to get out uh, how how they get a hold of all of you guys, and then I'm sure Sign will uh, give you a chance to do some plugs. So, Cal Grog, how do they get a hold of you? Um, they get a hold of me at um, uh, oh, I'm on Twitter. Um, I think it's Count Grog, and um, they go to the Gouge Facebook page for Gouge Wrestling and, and um, send me messages there and, and see when the next Gouge event's going to be. Okay, and then Ryan Rude, and then plus, are you doing any more music? So, I'm not doing any more music currently. Uh, I just started a new job, so I haven't had really a whole lot of time for music. I've stepped away from the ring. Haven't been doing a whole lot recently. So. so how do they get a hold of you? Easiest way is just to jump on Facebook and find me under my actual name, Ryan Maverick Tatum, and shoot me a message that way. Okay, Chris Marks, how, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, I'm on most platforms. Um, you can find me uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on um, all the major platforms. Uh, I got uh, Twitter at NWP Chris Marks. Instagram is K Marks underscore NWP. TikTok is at Chris Marks. Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash T1 Chris Marks. Um, and then uh, obviously you can follow Northwest Pro on Facebook and keep up with me there. And then uh, I have uh, merch stores at Pro Wrestling Tees and Brainbuster Tees. You just search for Chris Marks. Okay, what about you, Jack? That's an easy one. I only have Instagram, and people can find me at Brawlin Bruin. Okay, and then Bryson. 
So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pro Wrestling Tees, it's all the same. It's Bryson Axel, B-R-Y-S-O-N-A-X-L. Um, also, you can follow 907 Pro Wrestling Academy. We have our shows every month. And also, you can follow WrestlePro Alaska on all forms of social media. We have our big three-year anniversary show coming up in April, so looking forward to that. Uh, give it a follow, see what's, see what's happening in the next few months. Nice. All right, you guys, I want to wish you all the luck in the world, and thanks for coming on. It's been an honor to talk to you, and I'm sure Sign's got some follow-ups. Well, I don't want to keep you guys too long. You know, it's a Sunday in the middle of the holiday season, but if there's anything else you guys would like to say to the listeners today, get any type of plugs, upcoming shows, merchandise, your favorite grocery store, anything you guys want to plug, promote, or say, Count Grog or yours. Uh, well, I, I still have my uh, Wahoo McDaniel record book is available on Amazon.com um, by Greg Masoriak. You can you can get it there. Um, the Wahoo book. I've got a new book coming out in 2022 with Steve Johnson, the history of Pittsburgh wrestling, coming out. Uh, it's a result result photo clipping book coming out. So um, not sure how we're going to probably be on Amazon. So I'll, I'll know more very shortly here on that one. And uh, also got a sheep record book coming out sometime soon. And just follow Gouge Wrestling. Uh, we'll be back at least in March. It looks like to be our first show. All right. Chris Marks? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> just, uh, you know, Follow me on social media and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Northwest Pro, uh, my home promotion, we've been putting uh, uh, almost all of our shows recently on live stream on the Facebook page. So uh, search Northwest Pro, three words, on Facebook, and you can watch any of my matches from the last year with the exception of one. Uh, on uh, uh, You can watch the live stream back. Uh, so that's that's awesome to check that out. Uh, the one you can't check out is the hardcore tournament from a couple of weeks back. I made it all the way to the final. Uh, it's the first time I've made it to the final of the tournament. Um, that was an amazing show uh, in front of a really great audience. That'll be available on DVD at our shows here really soon if you want to check that out. Um, uh, we just had our last show of the year. I don't have any other bookings until uh, until January, late January. Um, but, uh, you know, check out Northwest Pro, check me out on, on social media. And then, uh, I'll be working, uh, in the coming year, I'll be working NSA up in Alaska. I'll be working, um, Wild West out in Reno, maybe some other, uh, other dates. Just keep up with the Facebook page for, uh, announcements. Sounds great. Ryan, anything you want to say, plug or promote? Uh, so I want to promote, you know, any of your local independent wrestling promotions out there. Go support those guys. Uh, you know, former wrestler, you know, we go out there and destroy our bodies for you guys, the fans. So support them while they're out trying to make you guys happy. Same thing with uh, your local music venues. Go out, support your local musicians because uh, they're probably hurting as well as, you know, your local pro wrestlers. All right. And Bryson, anything you want to say, plug, promote? Um, no, I'll just repeat what I said a few minutes ago. Just on um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, 
all that. <laughs> Bryson Axel. Also follow 907 Pro Wrestling, Wrestling, and uh, Wrestle Pro Alaska. Can't really give out too much detail right now, so that's why I go ahead and give them a follow and see what's coming up in the next few months. Jack Bruin. Just another shout-out for Northwest Pro Wrestling. Uh, come check us out in the new year and, and check out all those socials that Chris Marks mentioned. All right, Coach, you got anything you want to say, plug or promote? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Coach Mike Jones. Also, don't forget to follow the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room. We've got hundreds of videos on YouTube at the NGW Green Room. <clears throat> and uh, I guess if, since we got a little bit more time, I can ask a couple more of my standard questions, one, one of them each to, to each of the guys. If you don't mind. Hey, Count Grog, who's your uh, most hated opponent? My most hated opponent? Um, Seymour Snot. I hate that guy. Yeah, we are familiar with him, right, Brian? Absolutely. He's been a pain in my ass for years. And then Ryan Rude, your most hated opponent. Oh, um, I really don't have one. I've I've enjoyed sharing the ring with whoever I've stepped in the ring with. Uh, I mean, I did have a a pretty nasty feud with me and Mark for a while. So, and we would always beat the hell out of each other. And then you never was in the ring with Exile. No. Okay. I was never so in the ring with Exile. Okay, yeah. All right, then, Chris Marks, your most hated opponent in the ring. That's a tough one, man. I've I've, I've had some feuds. Uh, uh, I'd be remiss to not mention Mikey the Mustache Selleck, though I can't say I, I hate him as an opponent because I really love beating the hell out of him, so I, I can't say he's hated um, but uh, I I have had some wars with uh, the Northwest Zooligan Jared Savage, uh, and we uh, we revisited that last night. And I I, I gotta say that guy hits hard, and uh, he he's a tough one uh, for damn sure. So I I I'd, I'd mention this. Was his manager feel good there? Oh, he he was, and uh, he tried to get involved, and that didn't work out so well for him. Yeah, I hear he uh, held his own against you in the hardcore match, or is that true? I don't know about a holding his own. Uh, he was doing a lot of screaming like a girl and getting beat up with a chain, but uh, he did do okay. his best. I, I don't know. I don't know how good that was, but he did do his best. Okay. All right, Jack. What about you? Your most memorable match? Most memorable match. Um... I'd say uh, uh, my match against J.D. Mason at Idaho Taco Fest was my most memorable. Okay. And then, Bryson, your toughest opponent. My toughest opponent? Um, oh, that's easy. Um, I have, a, I have a, a big rivalry with, uh, with a guy here, Reverend Derek Devine. We've had many matches together all over Alaska, over at NSA Wrestling, at 
907 Pro Wrestling, even at Wrestle for Alaska. Somehow, someway, our paths always cross. Um, every time he's gotten a victory over me, it's been he's been cheating. So, and he knows it. He can't beat me one on one fairly, and he knows that. In other matches where I've defeated him, I've done the best of him. So, Reverend Derek Divine, he's probably my toughest opponent, and I'm sure you know we're going to be seeing each other thousands of times, even more. Nice. All right, guys, I want to wish you happy holidays and a happy new year coming up and the best of, the best year ever in 22. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, guys, I want to thank each and every one of you for being on today. We love having you on to talk Hawks and wrestling. Hopefully we'll get the chance out each of you back on the show again. You're all very welcome anytime. And if you're looking for me, I got two more shows this year. Saturday, I will be back at WCWO in Indianapolis, Indiana, 1151 South Kentucky Avenue. All cage show, cage mess. I'll be taking on my fellow high roller, Mike King. That just got announced. So Mike King and I, even though we love each other, we'll hate each other inside of a steel cage for your entertainment. Then the 31st. Weather permitting and the passes be clear, I'll be back at Russell Club for their annual New Year's Eve show. So, fans in Idaho can find me back there, hopefully the 31st, and then hopefully in 2022. I hope that the promoters of Gouge are listening to this and will bring me back to Gouge where I love. It was my only dream of life. I accomplished it, but I always want to go back. So, hopefully those people are listening. We'll see what we but, can do. All right. Well, definitely everybody get out there, support your local independent pro wrestling and also your local hockey clubs. A lot of those minor league clubs need support up here in our neck of the woods in Seattle. The brand-new Kraken facility hosts a lot of minor league hockey, independent league hockey, so you can catch actual live games there usually for free, but come out support what they do. We'll be back with you next week, next Friday afternoon. Real School Army Coach Mike Jones bringing his whole army with him to the show. And a week from today, Golf Day, we'll be talking wrestling and golf, how the two intertwine. It'll be a very, very interesting show next week. So everybody plan to be with us. Stay safe out there. We will talk to you soon. Thank <laughs> you.